Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, y'all. Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by the Armchair All-Americans as a part of the Armchair Media Network. The rookie receiver renaissance is here to stay. It is I, Rob Paul, the Armchair Scout, a.k.a. the number one John Elway slash Drew Locke apologist. And with me, as always, is AJ Slayzone Marchese. Call me Buzz Lightyear, baby. Today, we're going to break down the best and worst rookie performances from week 14 of the NFL. Then we'll preview and pick this week's slate of NFL matchups. Let's hit it. Seven rounds in heaven with my baby. Going out to Vegas, maybe. Looking for a young or a don't draft a running back on the first day. Don't draft a running back on the second day. Maybe draft one on the third. Or don't. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. Remember the days when you were always ready to go? Let's talk about sex, baby. Good sex. Now you can increase your performance and get the extra confidence in bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. If you could benefit from extra function and more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Most guys talk a good game, but Blue Chew helps you follow through like a good golf swing. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. No in-person doctor's visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more, no more awkwardness. It's like I've never read this before. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our promo code ARMCHAIR. Just pay $5 for shipping. That's again, BlueChew.com, B-L-U-E-Chew.com. Promo code ARMCHAIR to try it for free. BlueChew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring Seven Rounds in Heaven. And that's us. We are Seven Rounds in Heaven. And, per usual, let's talk about a couple more Senior Bowl acceptances. Whoa. Uh, it's exciting. The roster will be officially finalized uh, in five days. That's crazy. December 17th, uh, Daniel Jeremiah will be doing the official reveal. Which I think it's just basically we find out the quarterbacks at that point because everything else seems to like be 
pretty much set. Yeah, so. like I mean, there's of course a couple are still trickling in. Like we we've got five more today, but uh, it, it feels like they're kind of saving the quarterbacks. I don't know if that's just how it's played out, but like yeah. it feels that way at this point. But because other than Anthony Gordon, obviously no no acceptances have been that's announced, right. and I can't, I can't imagine that. Like if they're they're gonna have seven more quarterbacks that all s- they haven't had any more acceptances. Yeah, they're saving for the big live stream. I'm gonna be tuning in. <laughs> what time is it? Do you remember? It's like two p.m. I think you're right. Yeah, it was a strange time. Should have been prime time on NFL Network. I, I it should. They should make a whole show out of it. It's a Tuesday at two p.m. It's a little bit strange. I mean, if the if like. The selection show can be in like the you know college football playoff show can be like an hour long. Why can't this be? Uh, true, I guess. But the college football playoff show is four hours long. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean the big one. The big one, I get it because you need that break in between, let everything settle in, you know. And then rush uh, announced the the bowl games, whatever. Uh, okay, on to our senior bowl acceptances. Uh, starting all defensive players, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, starting with a defensive lineman, Ole Miss's Benito Jones. Uh, who I I've heard talk about him on and off. Uh, yeah, for the, I guess a year and a half ish now. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't wowed when I watched his tape. He's a big guy though. He's like he's like six one three thirty, so like a one tech nose type. Um, it, it's a little underwhelming. Poor, poor Benito, but I agree with you. Um, I, but I, the group is so good. That's so why. I mean, like, I think most years, like Benito Jones being the eighth interior defensive, like you, you wouldn't like bat an eyelash at it. Is that a saying? Um, yep, it is. Why? Uh, that's a good question. So I, I think that's part of the the my qualm with it. Yeah, they need the, they need their big guy. You He's know? gonna come in and, and be the the star of the show. <laughs> I love a big nose tackle, but I prefer when they're from a small school. That's that's all I'm saying. It's oh, a good take. I like that take. Kalen Saunders. Who's, yeah, who's next, Rob? Uh, okay. The Ohio State linebacker, Malik Harrison. That's a guy. Are you surprised? That he's there? Yeah. No, because I, I, I've mentioned it before. I don't think it's a great linebacker class, mm-hmm. uh, especially in terms of just seniors. Yeah, I, I'm – I'm a little – you're right, though. I was a little surprised, but I'm happy he's there because I, I, it's he, a guy I like. He, yeah, we both like him. He's playing, obviously, yeah. in the playoff. Uh, it, it's it's funny because that Ohio State defense is so much better this year. And, yeah. and obviously, the secondary and the defensive line have got a ton of hype. The linebackers are rarely talked about. Um, it's true, yeah. Which, it's Malik Harrison, Tuff Borland, uh, Baron Browning, and, and Pete Werner. Uh, but Malik Harrison's kind of the leader of that linebacker core, mm-hmm. and um, very productive. Yeah, the, very much. So. If you if you watch an Ohio State game at any point the last couple of years, he's always been yeah. The, the last two years, he's been yeah. like the best linebacker. Yep, and uh, I, I'm pretty excited to see him there. Like he's he's interesting. He's got some length. He, he's put on. Uh, he's gotten thicker and stronger. Yeah, yes. He he. They list him at six three two forty. Um, for a bigger guy, I think he moves pretty well in space. So again, seeing him line up with tight ends mm-hmm. and running backs, that'll be huge for him. I think he's yep. like kind of a sneaky uh, senior linebacker to watch as as we uh, inch closer in a like I said a not a great linebacker class, 
The line, I agree. Especially, I, I'm pretty excited for the linebacker group in Mobile because it, it's a bunch of guys who that you've seen the flashes. We talked about Zach Bond last episode. We talked about mm-hmm. Troy Dye all the time. Yeah, uh, guys like that. Where I think it'll really like clear up how, how we view this linebacker uh, group heading in, into yeah. the, the actual draft. Because really, after Dylan Moses and Isaiah Simmons. I, I personally think it's very wide open. I know, like, mm-hmm. obviously, got depending on who uh, declares, like, Kenneth Murray's played himself very much so yep. into that top uh, top five uh, conversation at linebacker. But yep. it's still, again, very open. And, like, Marcus Bailey would have been a really nice player to see, but obviously he got injured. I'm, yep. I'm still wondering if he'll uh, declare or uh, head back to Purdue. Um, and... To, to me after that it's yeah like it's wide open i agree with you I, i'm excited like oh davion taylor and jordan brooks that's two more see i was sorry i was just checking <laughs> i couldn't remember some of the senior bowl linebackers like that's two more really interesting linebackers um mm-hmm. and it's a, 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 i think a very athletic group this year too mm-hmm. raw yeah, and athletic uh yeah. okay just uh sticking with that ohio state defense my guy damon arnett Officially, Who we talked accept. about a lot yesterday. He's done so much for himself from the hype he had as a as a sophomore mm-hmm. to now. Yep, absolutely. Because I remember because he was a high recruit in Ohio State, and he produced a lot of DBs, obviously. Um, that he had a ton of hype, kind of entering last year, wasn't it? And the year before, like just for and, the and future, really. That. And yeah. And it never really yeah. all came together. I mean, Kendall Sheffield also had that type of hype. And then everyone was like, Jeff Okuda is really the guy you should be paying attention to. And that was true. Um, but Ar- Arnett, I think seeing him, because he's so physical and just the brings that type of swagger that you love to see in a corner. I'm very excited to see him. This is a really fun corner receiver group uh, in Mobile. I think mm-hmm. one of the best, if not the best. In the last that I've few seen. years. Yeah, for sure. Uh, because adding to that corner group, LSU's yes. Christian Fulton, who is a guy many believe can be a first-round pick, mm-hmm. uh, a top 30 player on my board. Um, and, and that's just – there's so much talent. And, like, seeing a guy like him who, again, top five corner. And, like, it's a really good corner group, but it's especially interesting because the seniors, like guys like – Obviously, Bryce Hall's hurt, but Bryce Hall, Christian Fulton, Trevon Diggs. Like it's an yeah. impressive group of seniors. Um, Jeff Gladney, too. Don't want to miss on yeah. our boy. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, and I think, again, Mobile is going to be a place where we really see where these guys, just especially with corners and receivers, where they uh, lack skill or really possess it, um, mm-hmm. especially in terms of footwork and fluidity and just press man technique and things like that. And yeah, the receiver group is pretty like lots of those guys are pretty polarizing or slept on. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I lied earlier when I said there's five senior bowl guys. There's only four. I, oh, I can't count count. Uh, <laughs> but you can't clown around. Uh, but there are three big PA bowl gets. Whoa. Uh, Washington receiver, Aaron Fuller, Michigan state yep. receiver, Darrell Stewart and Maryland safety, Antoine Brooks, Jr. 
Brooks, the latest to be announced, and uh, a guy that I think we both liked at points. I, I think he is one of the best safeties around the line of scrimmage in the whole class. Um, yeah. He's basically like a linebacker. I think a guy who his success in the NFL will be so dependent on scheme and how he's deployed. Mm-hmm. If you use him like how the Packers used to use Morgan Burnett, I think you're getting a really nice football player in Antoine Brooks. Um, he's obviously got athleticism questions and coverage uh, questions, but play him around the line of scrimmage like a dime linebacker role, and I think you've got a really nice bit player there. No, yeah. Um, he looks really interesting. Uh, flipping to Fuller. I think a guy we both liked quite a bit in the summer. Some people said Didn't, he was definitely a top ten receiver yeah. entering the the regular season, which I don't think either of us were there with him. Um, no, I, both fans of his though. Yeah, like, it's a you top know. twenty receiver. Um, yeah, but he definitely didn't have the year that many expected no. him to have, um, especially gaining J- Jacob Eason and. Uh, mm-hmm. Not really taking another step forward, but a guy who I'm surprised he's not at the East West Shrine game. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. But it's a good PA Bowl. It is. Year. It really is. It's just a really good draft class. Because, like, think about yeah. it. We keep saying how great the PA Bowl is, how great the Senior Bowl is, and the East West Shrine game is. And I just, because it's just a good group of seniors. Uh, mm-hmm. But Fuller's a guy who I, I still, like, I can't. Imagine a guy with that type of route running upside and body control doesn't get drafted. But again, the the it's receiver the receiver group yeah. last year was so strange. So when the, it's so deep like this, who knows? It's true. Uh, and then Darrell Stewart's kind of uh, I I I, I compliment it like a a, a Quincy Anunua type of slot receiver, like big, mm-hmm. physical, like almost like a power forward in the slot. Um, testing is going to be everything for a guy like that, though. Yeah. Uh, okay, finally, before we move to NFL Rookie Talk, uh, two new declarations, uh, both big, both uh, p- potential uh, top 60 picks. Um, Utah State quarterback Jordan Love and Arizona State running back Eno Benjamin. Uh, Jordan Love is the, the big one, Rob, because, I mean, there was obviously the, the rumors about him potentially transferring to a bigger school, um, Texas Tech. Houston, Oklahoma potentially on that list. But uh, him coming out is going to be so interesting because I still I think you 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 know the name who we think is gonna be fall in love with him now, but I think it's gonna happen. I think someone's gonna fall in love with him, but the, the draft season for him is just gonna be so so interesting. Chris Ballard's already in love with him. We all know it. That's that, that's what the, I was the, alluding the to. The really, really interesting thing with Jordan Love is because he I'm pretty sure he's supposed to be graduated. Um, he's senior he'll, he'll be senior bowl eligible. And that makes this senior bowl group even more exciting. It does. And that's a place where a guy like him, because last year he was so great when Matt Wells was with him at Utah State, and obviously there was a big drop this year. Uh, yeah. 17 touchdowns, 16 interceptions. That's a pretty tough ratio for a GM to sell an owner and everybody on. <laughs> but when you watch him, he clearly has all the physical skills um, to, to be a, a really impressive NFL passer. Um, yeah. Currently my uh, fourth quarterback. And, and yep. like I fully think I I tweeted yesterday that I thought he would, I still think he he'll be the fourth quarterback off off the board just because the NFL is going to love the physical duels. Uh, yeah, I think so too. And I mean, again, we talk about Easton coming out. It's going to be an interesting debate between the two of them almost. Like I I, I think Love I don't goes think over Easton comes out. 
I don't think so either. It doesn't look like it. But I'm just saying, if so, it's an interesting debate. And I, I agree. I think Love's going to be the fourth quarter. Because like we talked about we talked about yesterday. If I'm off gambling on Easton and Love, I would rather take Love. Um, yeah, I've I've Love over Easton, but I think the, there'd be a debate for some teams. Um, and then, but p- potentially seeing Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Jordan Love, yeah. and like Jalen Hurts all in Mobile is so exciting. Yeah, yeah, fair. <laughs> Very much and, so. And Anthony um, Gordon. I shouldn't leave him out because he's he's uh, he's a guy who could really... Sh- I think that's such a good place for a guy of his skill set to really show it off. Yeah, absolutely. 100% agree. Because I, I... I don't know. People are kind of all over the place with Gordon right now. I, I, I got him in the early 5th-ish. I think we I both think like he, him a lot. But, but then we more. see how some people like him. Yeah. And then we feel yeah. like we don't really actually like him. But then we see how other people don't like him. <laughs> so yeah. we're somewhere in the middle. We're in the middle, and I want to see a lot more from him because a lot of the tools are there, and he's fun to watch, and he's interesting. Most definitely. Uh, and with, you know, Benjamin, that's just a, a guy yeah. who we've seen so many flash plays really suffer yep. from poor offensive line play this year. But if you watch the games, it really puts the stats into perspective and it does, why yeah. you shouldn't box score scout. Um, his just combination of contact balance, short area quickness, and explosiveness – I think he he's a guy who could instantly energize a, a backfield, kind of like Devin Singletary. Not that, not not like that. I'm necessarily saying they're the same style, but a guy who ends up going like the third round and just mm-hmm. is clearly the guy in the backfield pretty early on in his NFL career. Yeah, I I think Benjamin where he lands and like his fit in an office. I think both are gonna be pretty interesting. Um, I I am I, big on his, his just contact balance, his elusiveness. I think yeah. he has really good vision. He he runs hard for a smaller back very hard yeah and and he's really instinctual as a runner i find as well um Mm -hmm. pass blocking is kind of the big thing there um and just but also like the lack of size but again today you're generally pairing running backs to some extent anyway and that's why yeah i kind of see him at at minimum having a devin singletary like uh influence in a backfield no fair enough uh okay on to our NFL Week 13 Rookie Superlatives, uh, starting with the Rookie QB Rundown. Uh, and let's start with Dwayne Haskins, who uh, in a 20-15 loss to the Green Bay Packers, threw for 170 yards, a touchdown and a pick. Was another fairly rough outing for Haskins. The yeah. touchdown came late in the game on an amazing catch by Terry catch. McLaurin. Uh, yeah. That drive was basically just, what, I think, Two checks downs to Chris Thompson and three big completions to Terry McLaurin. Yeah, and I mean, the catch by McLaurin was not a great throw. No, it was an amazing catch. It was just a hell of a fucking catch. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm. I mean, you got to be underwhelmed by Haskins, but again, we you as kinda, we say every week. Go you ahead, just kind of have to throw out the. Yeah. Especially because it's Washington. I, I we've. Talk about it. It's kind of like when Jared Goff was with Jeff Fisher and the Rams and it just took them bringing in. Not that Jared Goff's some great top 10 quarterback, but obviously Jared Goff is so much better than what people thought he was going to be after his rookie year. Absolutely. And that next hire is everything to Dwayne Haskins' uh, development. I want to see one like real solid outing from Haskins. Just a couple of throws, like a series. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Not that he looked poor on that touchdown drive late against the Packers. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he he looked good. It just, like, a lot of it was, it was too easy throws to Chris Thompson. Not, not, like, you can't knock 
that when it when it's the right decision it's just like you're not like blown away by that type of play and then like a lot of you're just you came away more impressed by terry mclaurin on that final drive obviously (laughs) yes for sure um but yeah haskins it's, it's hard to judge a guy like that right now in that situation with that poor of an offensive line uh and coaching staff and ownership. Yeah, it's it all comes down to year two for Dwayne Haskins. Yes, and getting the right coach in the building. Uh, yeah. Okay, next, though, I think by far the most impressive uh, rookie quarterback outing of the uh, week, uh, Drew Locke in a huge win over the Texans, threw over 300 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, he's 2-0 as a starter, and uh, he, he flashed last week. We talked about that a yep. little bit. Um, yep. Obviously led the game-winning drive with the old Joe Flacco uh, DPI play. Um, (laughs) Underthrown DPI, yeah. But this week against the Texans, he just brought it. Yeah, uh, maybe the most impressive rookie quarterback performance of the season. He's up there, though. Like, hell of a game. Um, I I, I think one of the best things about it was his use of Noah Fant. Yeah, I mean... We're going to talk about uh, Noah Fant, I'm sure, in a bit. But yeah. just knowing that in one game, because uh, there, I know there have been, we've talked about it, Fant struggled. He's been very up mm-hmm. and down this year. We've seen flashes at times. Um, but just in one game, Broncos fans now feel very confident moving forward because of the goods Drew Locke showed off, the yeah. the mismatchability of no fan. And you already know Dalton Reisner's a hit. It's true. I, I, not to jump the gun, but the, the touchdown throw to Fant was... An absolute laser beam. He was awesome. Put it perfectly in there. He was awesome. Yeah. And then we'll talk about yeah, that. Yeah, he and, and we saw it a bit with Cortland Sutton last week. Like the uh, they yeah. at one point this season it looked like this Broncos offense was gonna be in hell going forward. And now it's starting to feel like, well, okay, Cortland Sutton's a legit wide receiver one develop yeah. developing. Um you you've got this Noah Fant character who's you see the explosive plays. Who, yeah, him. with the potential to be complete mismatch. You know you're you're set with Philip Lindsay in the backfield. Um, the offensive line still got issues. Definitely, like Garrett Bulls is terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, but you at least have Dalton Reisner going forward. Now Drew Locke in that arm. Like I can't get over his combination of athleticism and arm talent. I'm really impressed by how poised and just relaxed he's, and impressive he's looked this quick yeah the best part about him he's not gun shy but no, it's not it's, that, it's not but it's not to the point where he's forcing stupid shit like yep. he is making good trusting decisions his arm. yeah he trusts yeah. his arms trusting his receivers he yep. and he's the, the moment doesn't seem too big for him he's instantly made this broncos team they, they were not fun to watch at various points <laughs> this season and all of a sudden yeah. they're very fun to watch and it also helps their defense look really good against the Texans. And like, mm-hmm. Kareem Jackson played the game of his life in a revenge game scenario. Revenge game, baby. <laughs> and maybe Vic Fangio, if he can keep cooking with this defense, and, and yeah. Skaggs has this offense going under Drew Locke, like, th- there's real hope and endeavor. And all of a sudden, they're not, like, even if they're picking top ten, they're not necessarily taking, they're likely not taking a quarterback. I, I think yeah. it would be shocking if they did. He's been Drew Locke's been too impressive for them to give up on him. Obviously, and now, now they can use that potentially top ten pick on an offensive tackle, if yep. or or another pass catcher even, wherever start yeah, developing this offense. Locke. Yeah. Okay. Next up, we have uh, Detroit Lions undrafted rookie Dave Blau. Yeah, he he uh, he impressed us a bit. 
uh, last time we saw him. Fell back down to earth. A, a little bit uh, in a loss to the that. Vikings. Uh, two <laughs> picks, didn't look very good. Uh, but th- this is the type of voting you expect from an undrafted rookie. Honestly, it's probably better than you expect from an undrafted rookie. Yeah. Not named Doc. Yeah. Why not? He's like, it's fine. You know, you're not expecting him to win games, really. He's out there. He's not throwing a bunch of picks. He's completing passes. Oh, they threw the ball 40 times, too, which is kind of surprising. But, I mean, when you're down in the game, it's not a bad game. you got to give Dave Blau some credit. Uh, yeah, it's Blau season. Uh, but, yeah, no, I mean, it wasn't a good game, but no, it's hard, it's hard to rip on it. I'm not. I'm not going to. Um, more importantly, Gardner Minshew lost to the Chargers 45-10. I don't want to talk about it. It's a really, really bad performance top to bottom from the Jags. Yeah, fire everybody. Yeah. It's kind of annoying that they haven't already. Uh, yeah. I'm not surprised, though. They should have done it last year. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Minshew wasn't... Great, but again, the whole team was bad. So, um, I think it's a really interesting. Like, what do they do going forward with the quarterbacks? If you are, know. if you are Tom Coughlin, what are you doing? Uh, I'm showing up early first and that's foremost. What, that's what I was looking for. That's all I needed. <laughs> I, dude, I don't know. I think it's a tough question. Obviously, you know Nick Foles is the answer, but uh, I think. He, I don't know. I think I think I think you punt this year. You see what you got for another year. I kind of do too. You you get the right. I think if okay if I was okay I don't want to be Tom Coughlin. If I was Shad Khan, (laughs) fuck I would suck with Tom. Yeah, you're Tom. I fired you. Uh, I'm I'm cleaning house. Yeah. Uh, I'm the first thing I'm doing is finding the GM I am most comfortable with in a combination. Like Shad Khan's really. Like they care about analytics in Jacksonville, so getting mm-hmm. a not super old school guy in Tom Coughlin and not just like a puppet in Dick Caldwell, and, and getting a guy <laughs> you're super comfortable with, then getting that coach in there, and then obviously evaluating the quarterback class. And if you're not in love with anybody, like if you're in love with someone, you have a top ten pick, go get them. Yeah, like I, mean, I don't. I know you have. You've paid Nick Foles stupid money. Get like it is what it is. Don't let that fuck with your growth going forward anyway. Yeah, no, okay. And then with the Minshew thing, you, you've seen him, but if there's a quarterback out there you love, go get him. And if not, roll with this again, and then you have a whole year of evaluating that GM and that staff, and, and that, yeah, and that staff, and then that quarterback class in the upcoming. Yes. And potentially, exactly. hey, you might end up with Trevor Lawrence. Who knows? Exactly. Yeah, that's that was my thinking too. Is that like, if Minshew isn't the answer and he shits the bed completely, then you're picking in a in a good spot to get Fields or Trevor Lawrence. And, and, and you've then, got a backup going forward in Minshew. Yeah, you do. And uh, again, this performance not great from Minshew. He's still fun to watch. I know it was it it got it out of hand quick, and they were never really in it. Um, I still think it's definitely the smart move to be starting him the rest of the season because you know Nick Foles isn't the guy. Again, like if depending where they're picking, and like if Tua slides because of injury and he's there and you like him, don't pass on. Yes, him. if you're in love with the guy, take him. Yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> Again, if it's you know the quarterbacks go quick and you're sitting at what eight, nine, ten, whatever they could be, um, then you know 
don't don't don't. I I don't even think I'd trade up if if it's really expensive, you know. Well, if you're in How love with you? the, if you're in love with the guy, yeah. If, yeah. You're, if you're in love with the guy, yeah, uh, that's fair. Well, that, that's the whole situation. argument we're making. No, I know. I, I'm saying. So you're I'd saying say you it. wouldn't trade up if you were in love with a guy? It'd be hard to though. But if you're like, if you think this is the guy, you have to go get him. It doesn't matter. No, I, nothing else matters. I think that's. Yeah, no, I agree. In any situation, it's just like I think it would cost him a lot, obviously, because of the quarterbacks and uh, who's picking where. Anyways, let's move on. Well, there's not a lot of quarterback needy teams ahead of them. I guess. I, I think, like, I, I guess we we, we think Burrow's going to go one, and you're not going to be able to get there. I, I think two is the question, right? Well, or, like, if they're in love with Justin Herbert. Or Herbert, yeah. Or whoever. Yeah. I think that the first two. thing they need to do is go get a new GM and head coach. I think we're yeah. on the same page about that. <laughs> yeah. And that's I mean, a, they that's enough of Jaguars' right. corner. Uh, okay. <laughs> Finally, the last two rookie quarterbacks played against each other. Duck Hodges uh, against the Cardinals in Kyler threw for a buck fifty-two and a score completed over eighty percent of his passes and just did what he was supposed to do. Didn't didn't shit the bed like Mike Tallman asked him not to. Uh, mm-hmm. Played played safe, uh, careful football, but you like efficient. You, yeah, efficient. Used his legs well. Got the ball to his playmakers in space. Yep. And, and this is an offense that's without James Conner and Juju Smith-Schuster, and they lost Vance McDonald to a concussion, and he still, I mean, he is so much, like, he's, obviously he's not great or anything, but it is a joke that Mason Rudolph was a third-round pick, and this is an undrafted rookie, and Mason Rudolph spent a year in the system already. Yeah, it's, the big takeaway is that Mason Rudolph's got to be pretty embarrassed. Like, I would be surprised if Mason Rudolph's on the team next year. Um, I agree with you, and I would be surprised if, if Duck isn't on the team next year, Rob. They shouldn't have traded Josh Dobbs. Oh, yeah, fair enough. Not, no, I mean, Josh Dobbs never did anything. I just like Josh Dobbs. <laughs> uh, He's a rocket but scientist. But yeah, Duck's doing exactly what Duck's supposed to do. Um, and it yep. looks like you've got a really safe backup going forward for a long time. Hey, we get Sunday Night Duck. I know. it's. it's I love that this game all of a sudden, like, it's an actually really important game. Yeah, I mean, like, against a really good defense, it's going to be a fun week to see. Yeah. Like, uh, Bills, Steelers, baby. Bills, oh, Bills Steelers, Titans. Those three are fighting for two spots. They are. Um, yeah. And <laughs> also, if we get Duck in the playoffs, that's going to be really fun. Yes, because he'll win the Super Bowl. <laughs> Imagine. Uh, okay, Ky- Kyler, it was an up and down game against the Steelers. Obviously, the Steelers have one of the five best defenses in football. Arguably the best over the last couple of weeks, especially. Um, three picks, two scores, uh, just under 200 yards. Yeah. He re- really just didn't have time. A lot. Like, I, yeah. I, he also threw some bad interceptions. Like, it's not just on the offensive line. He made some poor decisions. Um, one of the interceptions came late when the game was definitely over. Yeah. Uh, but it's just, it's hard to. I, I know a lot of people shitting on Kyler and Cliff early then it started to flash and look good yeah. and they started to crown them and now they're starting to shit on them again and it's like <laughs> give them another year let them get at least one starting caliber offensive lineman let them work <laughs> on building that receiver core it's a young group with Larry Fitz and they I, I think they need another guy in there too um, it's it just again it's it's like Haskins in the way that 
sometimes based on situation, you just have to wait another year. And you've seen the flash from Kyler Murray. Like, I think Kyler Murray is clearly legit. I think at this point, it's more of a question about Cliff Kingsbury. Um, Yeah, I agree with that. But I I think you've seen enough from at least Kyler, um, maybe Cliff, that you believe in them for a couple years. Yeah, no, I I would not be giving – I still believe in Cliff as well. Again, it's just the offensive line is so bad. Yeah, like the situation's bad. Like, when you hired him, you knew what he's walking into. The The whole thing is bad. When Murray was drafted, you knew it was a shit situation. Uh, when you draft a Rosen, you knew it was a shit situation. So, uh, this is just a rookie performance, and it's not even that bad of a one. It's underwhelming, but like, it's not a bad game. And he's gonna look like a rookie just because he got hot in the middle. It's not time to kill him again. Like, yeah, no, I think definitely. You, uh, you, you have full faith in Kalimer going forward. I will, without question. Okay, yeah. lots of quarterbacks. It's crazy that like, I feel like most years it, 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 a lot of guys in the, in the future man. when we're doing this podcast forever. Like, the next couple of years of this podcast, like, we're not going to be doing, like, more than, like, three quarterbacks most weeks. We've yeah. done seven and six the last two weeks. We've we've and done, like, no less than five for most of the season. I know. It's a, been a lot of rookie quarterbacks playing. It's fun. It's it's fun. That's And, like, how many guys in total has it been? Like, eight? Is it only eight? I don't know. you asking me that on the spot. There's no way I can figure I, this out. I meant I was more asking myself. Okay, well, you had Finley. You had Daniel Jones to this list. That's uh, that brings us to eight. I did math, but there might be more. I just can't remember. <laughs> Me neither. Okay, let's move. Brandon Allen was an NBA rookie, technically by NBA rules. It's true. So yeah, that's a good point. I don't know if you count that. I don't, but that's good. <laughs> but if you were two, it'd be nine. If I were two, it would be nine. Yeah, You're nice. right. Okay, who was your offensive rookie of the week? I drew law. Okay, sorry. I I should have said this before uh, you you announced yours, but really good week. For off- yeah, you know what's funny? Last week it was like loaded with defense. It's the other way around this week. week. They just flipped. I know. It's a great week for it, but it's hard to not give it to Drew Locke. See, I gave it to him last week. <laughs> I know. I didn't. So. I should have held off. Yeah. I, I played it cool. I waited for the buzz to, to hit me. And uh, look at him go off. Now. I think it's pretty hard not to pick Drew Locke this week. Um, yeah. But because yeah. I p- picked him last week and I figured you would this week. I went in a different direction. Um, I think there was multiple receivers you could look at. Yes, I agree. And also Noah Fant. Yes. I, I kind of – I added, I don't have Fant anywhere else. So I I did, it was hard to find a spot for him. I don't know if I do either. I, I do. Like, I I do. Was, it was hard for me to find spots for a lot of these guys, so I kind of cheated a That's little okay. bit. You'll see in a bit. That's okay. And this show the, – the, the college football NFL draft superlatives, I care if you cheat, but here I don't. Yeah, I just make stuff. No rules on this show. Okay, so we can talk about, a little more about Phantom Lock. Again, that touchdown pass was beautiful. Phantom almost dropped it, but doesn't matter. That's a great overall performance from Phantom. Four catch, 113 yards, and that aforementioned touchdown. Just looked like we th- what we, you expected Noah Fant to look like, uh, right? Just a complete athletic mismatch. Exactly. Big old horse running down the middle of the field. You know, uh, the one play on the sideline, where his first catch of the game, where it went off for, like, what, 60 yards, where he kind of yeah. just, the DB misplayed it, rolled off him. Went down the sidelines. Exactly. The athleticism and the big playmaking ability was just all on display here for no fans. So I think with him and Sutton both being kind of height, yeah. weight, speed yeah. options, I think entering the draft they need to try and find that slot slash Z type receiver who's kind of what uh, Emmanuel Sanders, a, a younger mm-hmm. Emmanuel Sanders, obviously not to that caliber, but like that type of 
can play inside, Agreed. can play outside, wins with route chain running. Mover. Yeah, chain mover, definitely. That's yeah. the type of guy you're looking for uh, if you're the Broncos moving into the draft, I think. Agree. Okay. Yeah, get Drew. Drew Locke is like safety blanket. Yeah. Be, because it's uh, I, I really, right now, after Sutton and Fan, it's kind of just a bunch of guys. Oh, what has he done? <laughs> Nothing. Lots, I love him so much. Drops. I don't care. Yeah. Okay, um, so because I didn't want to pick Locke again, I figured you would. I, I was looking at a couple different receivers. I landed on Titans uh, receiver A.J. Brown. Mm-hmm. Uh, five catches, 153 yards, two scores. Also had a, a, a nice little reverse for 13. Um, yeah, he did. I picked him because, okay, obviously they had that huge play-action deep pass where Tannehill hit him for six. Yeah. But it wasn't just that. You saw the yak ability. You saw um, what he could do as a mismatch um, because of how big he is. Yes, How big yeah. and smooth moving he is for his size. Uh, yeah. he, he's like a Juju Smith-Schuster type. Breaking tackles, too. Yeah, he's a yak, he's a yak monster. I think that was like the yeah. one thing everyone agreed upon with him yes. coming out of Old Miss. Yeah. And yep. uh, he's just, I mean, you, you tried to tear him down last week. A whole, okay. You did. Uh, you I'll, did. You can't no, deny sh- it. Hold on a sec. I, I, I'll address this later. That's scary. I don't like that. No, he's okay. I'll do it now if you want. Rob. Well, if we're talking to him, why would you not do it okay. now? He's my looks like a miss for me because he was great. You shit on him and last week. I know. Okay, hold on. Let me address. Last week you gave me heat. Others gave me heat too because you thought I was shitting on him. I didn't. I didn't mean to shit on him. He's been very good. I didn't think he was in that top tier of rookie wide receivers. It was a slight by me, not a shit. Whatever it was, I was obviously very, very wrong. <laughs> and I was also really wrong about him. He is the Titans' was, number one wide receiver. Sorry, is. Corey Davis was, fans. And I am one of those people. <laughs> I was too low on A.J. Brown pre-draft. Uh, like you talked about, continues to be an explosive weapon. Like you said, the 91-yard touchdown. Uh, like I said, breaking tackles. Being that yak guy, we saw it all. Also, shout out, so again, shout out to Arthur Smith, who's called awesome yeah, games yeah. with Tannehill. They run it's, more play-action pass than anyone. And as analytics guys, we know running play action pass is one of the smartest things to do no matter what. Yeah. Even if you can't run the ball, you do not need to be able to run the ball for play action to matter. That was like, that's such a stupid concept when you think about it, anyways. Yeah, oh, 100%. So, anyways, I didn't mean to shit on him last week. I slighted him and I was wrong for it. So, he's my looks like a miss this week. Uh,. Are we okay I respect now? that. Are we good? Yes, okay. I would never admit to missing on a guy the way you just did. <laughs> I was like, I was like around too long on too, so it was bad. It's okay. Hey, can I give you a little Drew Lock tidbit that I, I didn't get to say earlier? Yes, it's not that cool. He's the first rookie uh, to pass for at least three hundred yards and three touchdowns in his first career road start. Wow, I think I, I think yeah. I heard that, and it's very impressive. Yeah, probably. Yeah, it's cool. Okay, who's who's your defensive rookie of the week? It, like you said, it's a tougher week. No, no one like really blew it away. There was a couple splashy performances, flashes, and whatnot. But I'm very interested to see who you've got. Yeah, I, I totally agree. No one, no one blew me away. Like I said, it was a big defensive week last week, and this week was a big offensive week. Um, I, uh, it took it took some deciding, but I landed on Jeffrey Simmons. Okay, so my, mine came down to him in in my actual pick. So okay. I'm glad you picked him because I didn't. Okay. He had five tackles. He had a sack, two TFLs. Um, the sack game was one the sack came when the game was still tied in the third quarter. So third and one. 
Um, bit of a coverage sack, but he still just got underneath uh, Gabe Jackson, overpowered him. Uh, all, Car stepped up. Yeah, go also, he's like, I, I think I mentioned maybe two weeks ago now. He's just mm-hmm. a guy who always outplays the box score. Yeah, for real. Like, he burst onto the scene and he laid, like, what, sacks in his first two games? I think so. And then after that, exactly that category. And, like, this game was a solid statistical game and he looked really good. Uh, yeah, Carr tried to step up. He, he got him. Gabe Jackson just couldn't got underneath him and blew him back a bit. And he's been really good this year. 100%. Um, it's just, it's, he, he's such a powerful player mm-hmm. already. And obviously he like, he tours ECL like nine months ago. Like, yeah. I can't wait it's, to see how good he is in year two. Yeah, I know, for real. Um, my pick was Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa was my second yeah, pick. Yeah, uh, like to me it was really, those two were kind of the only guys I, I think you could really argue this week. Yeah, I uh, agreed. Because, I mean, like Bosa didn't light up the box score at all. He had, like, two tackles. But it was a really, really strong game. That, that, it's, that's, like, ha- half his games. He's had, like, a, a handful of massive statistical games for sure. But, like, every game, he, he's a guy who just outplays the box score every time. Yeah, yeah. He's impacting the game a lot. And, like, that big play was the, the third and one also, actually. Uh, big TFL on Taysom Hill while simultaneously drawing a holding flag from Ramchek. Yeah, it was impressive. Which was just awesome. And, and yeah, he I was mean, getting after. The Saints have, to me, the, the best offensive tackle duo in the league in uh, yeah. Tron Armstead and Ryan Ramchek. And he was getting after both of them. Both of them, yeah. And, uh, again, just two tackles at TFL in, in that pass breakup. But it, it was so much more than that. And obviously they gave up a ton of points, but it's this. It, it was, I mean, it was a hell of a fun game. But he made big plays in big moments. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, and a game of the year. D- yeah, I think so. Uh, defensive rookie of the year is his. Yeah, for sure. Uh, He's. I. I. I think maybe the the stat dip knocks him out of the overall defensive player of the year. Yeah, but defensive rookie of the year is lost. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a fair take. Okay. Yeah. Now let's get some. Let's get mean. Who's the worst rookie you saw? Actually, uh, it's going back to AJ Brown. I- I'm going with Trayvon Mullen because AJ Brown just kind of goofed him the whole game. And in, in um, Trayvon Mullen's defense, a lot of it was against uh, Daryl Worley. Yeah, but uh, I, it was like the yak stuff. Mullen just couldn't yeah. handle. Mullen. <laughs> it was Mullen. Yeah, it was, Mullen is also. I swear to God, he is called for at least one penalty every single week. Yeah, he, he's been. He's been pretty heavily penalized. Like exactly, it was like the like the touchdown wasn't on Mullen, but the it was just a lot of the after the catch stuff. He just couldn't. Uh, but couldn't he, break he's down. a guy we didn't think was no was ready to play. No, I'm not like exa- he's been better than no, I anticipated. No, no, I'm not like I I don't I've picked him for this category like, multiple times. I'm pretty sure I'm not like trying to I defend know. him or anything. I just like it. Just the Raiders DB situation has been so strange. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay, my pick is uh, Benny the Smell Snell. <laughs> Didn't you call him a miss like two weeks ago? Yeah, because people were like trying to hype him. I didn't think he looked that no. good in that game. But then, he didn't, Rob. You fell for uh, it. Yeah. Against the Cardinals, he, he. Okay. He's he's a he's a snail. Snell the snail. He is not explosive. He doesn't make people miss. He's a third string running back at but this is so mean. He's a third string yeah, running back at best. Like Kareth White way way more impressive than him. I agree. I couldn't find any spot for White this week, 
but uh, I've got one. Don't worry. Yeah. Um. Good. Okay. I know which one. So we'll talk about them later. I just I I don't. I don't think he's the answer. Answer and Jalen Samuels doesn't look like it either. I think Kareth White's the guy um, who's flashed the can, most between those three by far this year. Can, can I say something a little weird? And then this just popped in my head. I'm maybe I'm way off base. It's almost like they try to recreate James. Conner's no, that is. That, I swear to God, that's when they drafted him. That's what a lot of as a Steelers fan, I follow a lot of uh, stuff Pittsburgh stuff on Twitter. And that was like yeah. a lot of people were really like Pittsburgh folk, very high on the on on Snell, kind of felt like for that reason. But and yeah, J- James Conner was so much better in and like I, 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 I both love... both being yeah. being a, a power back, but also yeah. just a more athletic guy. Yeah, no, for sure. I I didn't love the James Conner pick. I was wrong about that. I thought like, it was around too early. Yeah, me too. Um. Uh, yeah, but Snell, I, I agree with you. Just no explosiveness. Like, obviously, it was just such a workhorse for Kentucky, but, like, I don't know. I, I don't see much with him, and I agree with you. So Okay, primetime star. Hard. Easy one, Rob. Hard not to pick our boy Darius Slayzone Slayton. Slayzone. Uh, <laughs> 154 yards, two touchdowns. You thought. You thought like an idiot. It's like, oh, Daniel Jones is, is out? There should be no chemistry between Eli and Slayzone. Wrong. All magic, all night long. The yak touchdown was especially fun. Exactly. Like, I was going to say, like, you know, he was doing his classic nine-route damage that we knew that he could do. Well, maybe we didn't. We thought he could do it, but not catch the ball. <laughs> but then it was so much more because, like, the yak move was just, like, easy money. Yeah, the, the – so, yes, he had the yak touchdown, and then later in the game he just blew by the Eagles secondary where I, there was <laughs> clearly a coverage bust, and he just took advantage matter. and uh, yeah. helped Eli put up some numbers. Yeah, the other one uh, that wasn't a touchdown that was deep deep throw, um, and like doing the doing the subtle stuff too, just moving the chains a bit. He's a very good looking well rounded. Yeah, looking like really like, like a really well rounded wide receiver, and uh, I don't think either of us give him enough credit for that. But like, between him, Anthony. him, Sterling Shepard, Golden Tate, like they're and Evan Ingram, <laughs> the, they're legitimately set with the receivers. Saquon's the obviously they're running back, and they're rolling like they have to roll with Daniel Jones. The only thing they need to work on with that offense, uh, other than staying healthy, is that offensive line. And, 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 those three, and the coaching staff and play calling and, and whatnot. But the, those three receivers complement each other pretty well, too. Yeah, they're fun. It's a, it's a, it, it could be a fun offense, in theory. I, I love, like, in this Monday Nighter, I know this is off topic, and you're, everyone knows I love Golden Tate, but he just works so much harder than, like, all the, the, all the Eagles' DBs. Like, that one throw that should have been a pick, and uh, oh, I, can't remember, I think it was Mills just waiting on it. And Tate came back, didn't make the catch, but he caught the ball and fell out of bounds. Yeah, Remember that yeah. one? I just love how Golden Tate. Anyways, and, slays and, and the Eagles need to draft uh, corners. Yeah, it's yeah. Only the Bristol of the Ghouls competent apparently. Underwhelming performance. Uh maybe I don't know if this one's a fair one. I'm going back to that uh that Raiders Titans game. Going back to that Raiders defense. I, I'm going to combine Max Crosby and Clell and well, Farrell. Max Crosby, I thought played a really strong game in the first half against the run mm-hmm. i'm just gonna stand for my boy and that's that's no i now go off you, queen <laughs> i like saying that you're such a memester Rob. i know um, i know what the kids say no crosby like again he's been absolutely amazing this year that's why it's the underwhelming performance category i'm not shitting on him pa- like they have three combined tackle go ahead sorry. i was gonna say pass rush wise definitely yeah, that's that's where I'm. Yeah, uh, like uh, Farrell got a couple pressures. He he had a but, uh, on that huge Tannehill to AJ Brown. 
uh, touchdown. He did get pressure on Tannehill and light him up. So yeah, it's true. <laughs> but honestly, as I was about to say, they needed more than that to stop Ryan Tannehill from carving them up, baby. So just like I, I don't know when that defense needed to, a guy to step up, neither of them just, really it, could. I think it just doesn't help that they don't really have a veteran guy on yeah. that defense who can step up. No, that's a good like it's very is, young or unhar- or just unheralded or yeah. just bad people playing. <laughs> true. Who's your underwhelming performance? Uh, I went with two two DBs that I I love both of them. Um, first Chauncey Gardner Johnson for the Saints. Agreed. Uh, I, I considered him some some poor penalties. Also, yeah. uh, that big George Kittle play at the, the end that really yeah. sealed it yeah yeah so th- he's been so good this year so I, I it was just a little underwhelming really hard matchup for him he was they they asked him to cover kittle for a lot of the game yeah that's it, it honestly, the like, best tight end in football yeah and like honestly it wasn't him getting gashed most of the time by that same no time. it it really what Go what ahead. made me put him here was just the penalties being the mistakes and the missed tackles I'm, no, I I use my next up choice. I was just like, maybe it was a little critical of him, so I didn't put him. But I'm like, it's fair. I agree. With we you. just we expect so much from him because we love him. It's true. I also put Byron Murphy. He uh, he really struggled against Deontay Johnson, and mm. a little more on him in a second. <laughs> uh, and uh, he he missed some tackles and kind of seemed out of sorts. Yeah, I uh, they, they just. Sucks when there's a rookie who shows flashes, but like they clearly hit a rookie wall, and if they're on a bad team, it's hard to kind of rebound from that. Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, this late in the year, they're not used to playing football still. Like, it's hard to knock a guy like that. And like you said, when it's on a bad team, it's it's not easy. Yeah, Byron's used to just winning the Apple Cup and having a few weeks off for the big Citrus Bowl. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Or the Rose Bowl. Uh, okay, who's look looking like a hit for you? You know what? <laughs> I uh, I went back to Devin Singletary this week. I know it wasn't the, the most you're, you're amazing. Using the same guy you've used. I know. That's, I, I don't like, know. That's like the one category you're not supposed to. Okay, learn the rules. Sure. Rule number one: sure there are no up. rules. No, I don't. Yeah, but I'm, Rob, I have so few hits. I, know, I just gotta I'm I gotta pick from the scraps. No, I don't know. Not a lot, not a lot of, of the guys I love showed up this week. Who's yours? Maybe watch. Just give me someone I like, and I'm going to Well, Deontay Johnson. I, okay, I, see, I, last week. That was your guy, not mine. Last so. week we talked about him. Yeah. And I said he flashed. He, he felt like he was kind of hitting a wall because he struggled last week. And mm-hmm. then he rebounded like to perfection. Had the 85-yard punt return touchdown. Six for 60 and a score. Awesome. The, the the touchdown grab was really great. Um, body control by him. Yep. And he he's a guy where everyone freaked out when the Steelers took him in the third round, which was higher than I had him. For like, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you, AJ, because I know you know. If you didn't know, I would lie. Um, <laughs> but I love the fit, and I trust the Steelers to develop these types of receivers. And he fits yep. the mold of what they they've done well with and like the Antonio Browns the Emmanuel Sanders that style of receiver uh and it's really starting to look like it's gonna pay off it yeah I have him later and I fudged it a bit okay. so I also put Nate Davis down because he's a rookie who's not really garnering yeah. any attention and that run game with Derrick Henry 
Yeah. The offensive line's been a lot better as of late. And Nate Davis has just been a, a, a run-mauling machine at right guard for them. It's a good pick. I, we haven't talked to him at no, Well, he struggled when he first got thrown in the lineup, especially yeah. in pass protection. But now he's really starting to find his group as well. The whole offense is too, which helps. But he just, as a run blocker, he's doing what I think we both thought he could do. I mean, that Ben Grubbs comp's looking pretty strong right now from me. Fuck. That's a good comp. Thanks. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, who's looking like a miss? I told you mine, AJ Brown. No, I'm sure you got more though, like probably ten. <laughs> uh, I, I I put down JJ Arthiga Whiteside. Okay, I I've used him before, so he uh the rookie receiver renaissance is happening, and he's not a part of it. He had that one no. kind of cool catch on Monday Night Football, but, but ultimately yeah. it's just when they need receivers to step up, it's never him. Yes. He's yes. not running clean routes. He's struggling to separate. I don't think Carson Wentz trusts him, and rightfully so. And it's the the him him and Nikhil Harry both. Uh, I know Nikhil Harry uh, like got robbed of a touchdown technically, but uh, yeah. like both of them are struggling to get on the field, and it's really coming down to I think route running and ability to separate, and just their quarterbacks trusting them. Yeah, I mean with JJ Ortega Whiteside, like it, it, he's a guy that you need to trust to make him effective too. Because a lot of what he jump does balls. is just that boxing out, jump balls. And, I mean, the one throw, I think it drew a penalty from Wentz um, on the right sideline. Like, like I know it's a bit of a – it was a dive, but, like, it's one of those plays that you expect him to make. Like, on his tape last year, you yeah. know, the contested catches, the tough catches, and he didn't pull it down. Um, I agree. I, I've had him here before. Um, very disappointing rookie season. And, like you said, it, Greg Ward is outshining him. That, that can't that can't be a thing for this Eagles offense. I don't know. No I, offense. I love. I won Greg the Ward. national championship in NCAA fourteen with Greg Ward. So <sighs> everyone and has. the Heisman. So uh, okay, who needs to step it up? Sick illusion, Rob. Because I'm putting the Patriots rookie wide receivers illusion. mainly. Wait, well, yeah. That's, what does that mean? An illusion, illusion is like you're you're not seeing a, a thing I'll, that's not there. No. It's an illusion. Alluding. Illusion. No, it's an illusion. A L L. Anyways, <laughs> Nikhil Harry. <laughs> Only one catch for twelve yards. Got robbed of the touchdown. Clearly, uh, you, we t- you already you, you took the words out of my mouth. He's not doing enough, and this is another team that needs. No, an illusion is doing it without an indirect. It's it's. Uh, I mentioned oh, yeah, okay. it explicitly. So, wrong. foreshadowing. No, because that's the same. Just segue. Just say segue. No, no, no. Preview. Okay. This is bad. (laughs) Sorry. I I Uh, interrupted your point because I was very... When you said illusion, I was just thinking we're watching magic tricks. (laughs) Good magic trick, Rob. And uh, Jacoby Myers had no tricks up his sleeves either. No, but I mean, it's hard to put on Myers, but a catch for 35. But they just need one or two... Or multiple of these guys step because this this Patriots offense. I think bad. Tom Brady trusts Jacoby Myers so much more, more than Harry, but he struggled with drops too. Yep. Yeah. He, he after the Harry non-touchdown, he dropped the touchdown, yeah. and Brady looks so fucking pissed. Yeah, it's just so, a yeah. bad time to be a Pats fan. Can I throw another one in that's more mean, but I want to bring him up? Sure. Paris Campbell. He's coming. I've, off got, the I've got him somewhere. Okay. All right, you want to save it, or can I do it now? We'll talk about him when you got him. Go ahead. Uh, I put down Quinn Williams, because it's just like yeah. they played the Dolphins, and 
It's a very quiet game from him, and that's yeah. one of the worst offensive lines in NFL history. <laughs> and I know he's not consistently being put in the best place for him to succeed, but like he hasn't really had a game. He hasn't, and he, I mean Ed Oliver's starting to put games. Okay. Ed Oliver's, if I mean if the season ended today, Ed Oliver's on your first team all rookie. Ed Oliver's yep, been awesome. Agreed. Yep, and and, Je- and we talked about not. Jeffrey Simmons too. Yeah, exactly, and they both outshone, outshined Quentin Williams. I'm making up words today, Rob. No, I fact checked you. You're right. I was just confused, and you used it wrong. I yeah, I mean it was close, but I used it wrong. Um, but yeah, like you just you expect at least not. It doesn't even need to be a full game. Just some a couple flashes here and there, and it's just it's been a lot of n- not mm-hmm. in. Impressive. With yeah, that know. staff likely being back, it's just, it's kind of the worry kind of starts to build in the back of your head. Yep, I know. Uh, okay, not ready to play? All right, this is gripe season now, baby. I got two Seahawks defenders here. Uh, the first one, the easiest one, uh, LJ Collier. He only played nine snaps against the Rams. He's so the, very the, much The trouble. Seahawks know he's not ready to play. Yeah, I mean, he's done absolutely nothing. Okay, so the main, the main issue is he's obviously done nothing when he's on the field. He's already 24 years old. So that's just not a good situation to be in, Rob. But anyways, I'll also add Cody Barden. He played a majority of the game, 83%. Uh, with Kendrick's out, obviously. He had four tackles, but the Rams just kept running outside the tackles. Uh, Barden couldn't make plays. And it was just too easy. And, and Barden's a guy they like a lot. And it's not like he was embarrassing on the field, but like it's just not a good look for Barden. And like... Um, stick them, stick to special teams for now, Cody Barton, because you're good at that. Okay, I put Paris Campbell here. Okay, this is a, this is a good one. Okay, it, so obviously just came off the injury, so it's hard to be. He, a dick he's he's done for the year now. Yeah. So it's yeah, I, I don't want to harp on it too much, but yeah, three for twelve against the Bucks, had a drop. Just you kind of when they took him, you thought. Frank Reich has a plan here. Plan? Maybe yeah. he's not going to be like their immediate starting slot or anything. But he's going to at a least be a plays. gadget play guy. And you're going to get yeah. a, a, a big, exciting play here or there because of his yak ability and what what he uh, what he does when the ball is schemed to him. Yes, yeah. he's improved as a route runner and improved his, his, uh, his hands. But there's mm-hmm. a plan here. And they're just he never really seemed to be healthy for any stretch. And yeah. now, obviously, he's on IR, and um, it's just they they have a lot of work going forward. They've clearly fallen off. Jacoby yeah. Brissett doesn't seem to be the, the true answer. He's like a bridge quarterback for whoever they decide is the future. And uh, luckily, their offensive line is really set for the next handful of years as long as they bring back Anthony Costanzo. And they have tons mm-hmm. of cap space, but... I think you need to find out. You need to find a real wide receiver too, and then develop Paris Campbell kind of as that third guy who, again, gadget plays yeah. and all that. But yeah, he just wasn't ready this year. No, for sure. Like, and they they need playmakers so desperately yes. right now. But Best yeah. day three rookie. Uh, Darius Slayton's the correct answer, yes. but I'll, I'll throw I'll throw another oh, name. I copped out, out and only put Darius Slayton. I respect that. I I, I should have done that, but. I think you had him last week. I just want to talk more Drew Tranquil, baby. Yeah, you looked good again, eh? Yeah, third start of the year. Eight tackles all over the field. Blew out the Changs. <laughs> he keeps looking he's good. Really, I mean, he's just he's athletic, and he plays yep. really hard. And yep. 
He's just kind of always finishing around the football. Yep, he's a good football player, like we said. Yeah, I, I love Drew Tranquil, and you do too. Yeah, we do. Wow, we're so freaking smart. Uh, yeah, best UDFA rookie? Uh, this, this is a one-hit wonder, baby. But one of your boys, I believe. Olamide Zacchaeus. If you thought I didn't put him, you'd be a fool. I, of course, have him exactly. as well. Exactly. My guy. One catch. 93 yards. Then it was a touchdown. Matt Ryan, hell of a ball, but... Uh, it's a mismatch that's pretty cool to see. <laughs> Yes, it's pretty cool to see the explosive play, and I want to see more of I him. I love him. Uh, I put him and Shy Tuttle. <laughs> Shy Tuttle's been pretty Shy Tuttle's pretty good. Yeah, he is. He was a huge recruit, right? Was he? If I, remember, I, I think he was, and I, I believe that's the only reason he's on the roster. I don't really objectify roster. high school kids like you. Fuck. I hate high school recruiting. I, really? I, secret, I secretly love it. I hate it. Um, anyways. Yeah, Tuttle's been good. Yeah, he was a big recruit. Yeah, okay, I thought so. He um, played in the Under Armour All-American game. Yeah, I remember him, and he was obviously disappointing in college, but yeah. It's it's so interesting how those guys find their way onto an NFL because roster and they, stick for a bit. it's still, like, when you're an athletic freak... Yeah, the talent doesn't go away. Yeah, you just really, it's so important that you end up at the right school that can actually develop and harness that talent and put you in the right mm-hmm. spot to succeed. Yeah, Tennessee sure. is not a place that does that. <laughs> uh, okay, rookie who flashed. I, I mean, I put a lot down. There's a lot of guys who were just flashing this week. Yeah, I. So my next two are a little, little bit fudge. I put Deontay Johnson here, which is a bit of a fudging because. Why? Okay. Because it was just such a great game. I felt well, a little chintzy. Flash, that's what it means. Like, he flashed. Okay. Right. I just put guys Flash. who I couldn't fit somewhere else here that played really well. Like, I put Noah Fant here. I put Jeffrey Simmons here. I put, okay. I put Terry McLaurin here. Uh, okay. I put McCole Hardman, Bobby Evans, and O'Shane Zimines. I put a lot of names. Those are all good good ones. Um, so, let's just start calling it the overflow game. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, you already talked about Johnson. He had a monster game, and then the pl- the punt return touchdown. Yes. Uh, Help performance. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna use my time here to mainly talk about Bobby Evans, the Rams right tackle. He's been really good, really man. good. And now Rams folk are starting to say maybe we should trade Rob Havenstein. Ooh. I don't know. It'd be hard because the contract and his he did not play well he when he was good. healthy this year. Yeah, but Bobby Evans has looked very good. Yeah, and like Edwards has not been bad, better in the run. Yeah, he's been fine. Yeah, yeah. No, I honestly, I, I, I think I, we've talked with him before too. I liked Edwards as a tackle. I liked Evans as a guard. I look silly now, but I like them both, and uh, they both look better, like good for rookies. And Evans really yes. Good. And then with O'Shane Zimenez, just because we talked about everybody else mainly, um, he flashed with he had two sacks against the Eagles. He uses his hands really well. I wish they just get him on the field more consistently. So, uh, again, I uh, flubbed it a bit. He's my out-of-nowhere rook. I know he's not pure out-of-nowhere, but I wanted to talk about him. Like you said, two sacks. Only played 30% of the snaps. Oh, it's because, um, like, uh, obviously they have Lorenzo Carter and Marcus Golden. Golden had a good game, too. Yeah. So, they, they're like, it's, it is, pars- like, it's not like mm-hmm. absolute nobodies are playing ahead of him. Yep. So, it is hard to kind of find him on the field. Uh I guess over fifty percent of the snaps, but he's he's had like two or three games this year where I've just really liked what I've seen. Yeah, this is his best game. Yes. Um, 
got Jason Peters on one. Like you said, used his hand really well. Came back on the inside. Got to Wentz. Uh, had a good game, man. Yeah. Uh, my Eleanor Rook is Saints undrafted rookie, Deontay Harris. Oh, how did I miss on this week? Good pick. Thanks. Oh, I'm sorry. Hugh would be the return specialist on the all-rookie team. Correct. Uh, against the Niners, had oh, oh, uh, average over 30 yards per kick return, over 18 yards per punt return, and Sean Payton snuck him in a little bit on that offense. He got a catch and a carry, and uh, he he's, he's very exciting. He's uh, quickly becoming one of the best, like, when I vote for the Pro Bowl every day like I do, I always vote him as one of the return men. <laughs> I, I was glad that like they saw the spark from him and immediately got him on offense and went to Yes. Him. No, that was cool. Sean Payton's smart. I, I've been saying it yep. for years. No one's been listening. No, everyone's so stupid. I sh- they should listen to you, Rob. Thank you. Uh, okay, finally, start the rook. Okay, it's gripe season continued, baby. Going to Ugo Amani again. All right. I already talked about uh, Cody Barton filling in for Michael Kendricks. Again, played over 80% of the snaps. So that kind of even more baffling because the Seahawks just refused to play nickel. Uh, the Rams <laughs> toasted them for it. Uh, Amani's good against the run, too. And weirdly, uh, after they cut Jamar Taylor a few weeks ago, Carroll uh, hinted at Ugo Amani getting more looks. Uh, it's resulted in zero. I don't think he's played, played a snap since week two. At least get him on the field a bit. And see what he can do. Delano Hill played a couple snaps. Get Amadi out there. That's all. I, that's all I want. Just see I'm, him because you're not playing Nick on this. Fight. I'm glad we both picked guys on our favorite teams. I picked Kareth White. Yeah. I don't like Benny Snell. Just doesn't have any juice. Jalen Samuels doesn't make anybody miss. Kareth White is at least explosive. And every time, he every is. every game, he's had at least one carry where he flashes some juice. Yep. And the other running backs are adding nothing, so why not go to him? Uh, retweet, Rob. Uh, all right, before we get our, into our uh, picks and previews for Week 15, I don't know about you guys, but for me, a game is 10 times more exciting when I'm putting my money on it. Sometimes maybe too exciting, sometimes too stressful. But either way, if I got a gut feeling about a matchup, I'm just going to bet on my, Or I'm, maybe I'll just bet on my team because of my team. Regardless. Whether you've been betting for years or you're uh, ready to play for the first time, my bucket is your best bet this season. If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little to win a lot, try a parlay. For instance, if you like a couple of the big favorites this week, play them on the money line. Parlay them together because uh, they let you bet a bunch of games together for a higher, much bigger payout. I feel like that's good money. Bet the big favorites. Put six of them together. Might work out. Um, so if you're going to bet this season and do that, do the smart thing and go to mybookie.ag because no one gives you more ways to win. Uh, between bowl season, the end of the NFL season, the NFL playoffs, so soon, so close. Uh, baseball futures if you want. NBA and NHL in full swing. College basketball is starting. It's one of the best times of the of the sports calendar, baby. Get off the sideline, get in on the action with my bookie. If you really want to support your team this season, don't just sit on the sidelines. Play on mybucky.ag. And if you join right now, mybucky will double your first deposit. All you got to do is use promo code CHAIR to activate the offer. That's promo code CHAIR to double your cash. This is mybucky.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. All of our spreads are from mybucky. I don't know why I'm talking in this tone. I had a terrible week last week. We had three uh, pushes, which is really weird. Uh, and 
Uh, how'd you do last week, Ralph? Six, three, and seven. Yeah, the pushes. Very weird. I'm not going to say mine. I had a shit week. Yeah, if you make me say, you have to say yours. Three wins only and three pushes. Do the math. Ten. Uh, <laughs> it was a lot of close ones. It fucking sucked. It was annoying. Anyways, uh, Thursday Night Football. Not the most exciting matchup, but you get to see a little Lamar Jackson. Uh, Jets at Ravens. Baltimore's minus 15 and a half. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what the Jets are. The Ravens are fun. So I, I'd like to see them win by more than uh, 15. So that, um, That's yeah. the logic I need. So. I think Baltimore is probably going to have the ball for uh, 75% of this football game. Just choke this one out and uh, that sounded weird. <laughs> win was a win weird by more than 15 minutes. <laughs> choke the, the game out, Rob. <laughs> Should have said that during it's the blue you had. I know. Choke the game out. It's a saying. Now it is. I'm starting it. You're going to say it next week. Buccaneers minus three and a half on Sunday at one o'clock in Detroit playing the James Winston's the most fun quarterback in the history of the NFL. He could do anything at any time and still win, apparently. Uh, That's enough for me because David Blau's not very good. Um, Whoa. Just when he's on the same stage as future Hall of Famer James Winston. Okay, fair enough. Um, yeah, I'm taking the Bucks as well. Uh, Eagles minus five, five and a half in Washington. I like how as we get clo- like closer to the end of the season, just some of these games are so irrelevant that we like that Bucks Lions game. So irrelevant, we barely said anything. I mean, do we have? No, to? like I'm happy. I hate. I hate talking. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about uh, Dwayne Haskins again for 25 minutes. Yeah, right? you, you, hey, this is the game that that secondary sucks. I, I want to see Terry, Terry McLaurin, Kelvin Harmon. Getting deep targets. I want to see Dwayne Haskins kind of like flash a bit. It doesn't have to be a win. It doesn't like I. I think the Eagles cover, but um, yep. Like just show us something. Okay, uh, I'm gonna say it. Uh, Haskins goes over 250. I don't know. I, I was just reading on Twitter that Josh Allen's never thrown for 300 yards in a game. So Dwayne Haskins thrown for 250 feels like a lot. I'll, I'll say, I'll say 220. Uh, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. Also, I brought up Singletary earlier because Josh Allen was so fucking garbage against the Ravens. I wanted to talk about that, but we didn't. Uh, the so the, the stat also showed the total teams, including college, that he's thrown for over 300 against. It was Gardner, Webb, and like UNLV. And that was it. Go Rebels! Uh, <laughs> Bears at Packers, Green Bay's minus four and a half. Uh, give me the Packers. Um... Yeah, agreed. The Bears are still in the hunt, and you see that graphic not after this week. <laughs> all right, all right, big cat. Um, agreed. Whoa, that's not part of my take. I'd never heard of the show. Well, I knew it was a show, though. Fuck, I'm fucked now. Patriots minus nine and a half on to Cincinnati. Maybe they filmed okay. them. I don't want to talk. The Pats win. They filmed them. Oh, why were they trying to cheat to beat the Bengals? It's all no. Care. Just do your job. It's a documentary. <laughs> They were filming B-roll, Rob. B-roll. They couldn't do it this week. Yeah, Whatever they the film, that's what gets my Oscar vote. <laughs> Retweet. Uh, yeah, Patriots cover. Texans at Titans. A uh, game that matters. Interesting. A game matters, yeah. The, the Titans uh, could win the division three. still. Yeah, they could. And like you said, Titans minus three, and I'll take that. I like this Titans Ooh. team all of a sudden. You know what? I was like... 
I was thinking, like, I, I, I've done it too many times, and it's Burmy picking against the Titans. I'm like, I'm not going to do it this week. But I came in, and I'm like, Houston's got to bounce back. So I'm tricking myself into picking against the Titans again. I'm taking Houston. I just love this Ryan Tannehill renaissance, it's... and they're probably going to extend him. And, like, Arthur Smith's all of a sudden a good OC, and Derrick Henry's so Heisman Derrick Henry. And, like, we talked about A.J. Brown already, obviously. And that defense is so legitimately weird. good. It is. Under and I love Harold Landry. <laughs> we do. Uh, yeah, I'm taking Houston. Uh, Seahawks, minus six and a half in Carolina yeah. for the annual Panthers at home game. Ka- Kyle Allen's starting, so give me the yeah. Seahawks. If Will Greer was starting, I'd still, t- I'd still take the Seahawks, but at least I'd be more interested. Yeah, uh, I have to watch this game. I'm also taking the Seahawks. Uh, Broncos at Chiefs. Casey's minus nine. Maybe the two best quarterbacks in the league right now. <laughs> Who do you take? I thought about it for half a second, but I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to get it twisted. I'm going to take the Chiefs at home. If it if yeah. it was on the road, I like I I would definitely be more interested in the game. But the Chiefs can't drop this game, and I think at yeah. home, like they just like I I don't think like Drew Lock plays poorly or anything. But the Chiefs defense has been playing a lot better lately too. Like the the line at the nine points is tough. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. But I think like the Broncos are gonna get close to covering that. But again, I, I just you can't not trust the Chiefs here. Yeah. Uh game that doesn't matter. Miami in oh for, I guess for draft <laughs> positioning. Dolphins at Giants. New York's minus three and a half. Eli's gonna start. That makes me sleepy. It's so I'm take the Dolphins. The do- the- hey, never mind. That Monday night was fun with Eli. So the, the, the this half. Dolphins team might suck, but so does this Giants team. But yeah. like Brian Flores, I'm so much more confident in than Shermer, and uh, Fitz is uh, is just better than Eli. Uh, it's fair. I'm gonna take the Giants for no good reason, Rob. Home team. Uh, moving on to the four o'clock, Jags at Raiders. This is kind of an interesting one because uh, Oakland's minus seven. I'm gonna take the Raiders. I think that the Jaguars, like they just didn't care last Packing week. It yeah, it's over. Yeah. Doug Marone gets fired after this game. Book it. Okay, I like it. I'm also taking the Raiders to cover. Uh, Cleveland minus two and a half in the desert. The, the, this cards. this Cardinals team just <sighs> it's a tough line. I, I'm I'm taking the Browns. Me too. The, they but need I... it. The Cardinals team is very just inconsistent. They're playing so many young yeah. guys. It's a gonna be a long learning process for this team, and mm-hmm. if oh God, I'd fire Freddie Kitchens even if they win this game, though. Fair enough. Uh, Minnesota minus three taking on the Chargers. Vikings win this game. I agree. The Vikings. Oh, sorry. I don't I'm running out of gas. Chargers. I've been up for twenty four hours. No, you're, you're such a liar. Um, almost. <laughs> yeah, almost. Three almost, more hours. Almost. Yeah, sure, whatever. Anyways, yeah, I'm taking the Vikings too. Let's get through it then, Rob. Falcons at 49ers. Uh, San Francisco minus 11. I am taking San Francisco. Me too. Uh, the Falcons. I they, mean, they, 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 I don't know. Calvin Ridley's on IR now. That mm, yeah. sucks. Niners are pretty dinged up too. Uh, that was a, that was a, like but a, the Kyle Shanahan can scheme part. offense together. Against a bad defense. Kyle Shanahan revenge game. That's true. Shanahan revenge game. Also, I think another game where they're just going to control the ball and uh, 
choke the life out of the Falcons. Rams are minus two in Dallas. Roll Rams. Jason Garrett gets fired after this game. Book it. I'm just going to guarantee. That's my analysis. <laughs> just call coaches firing. Uh, yeah, I'm taking I'm the Rams too. Bills at Steelers. A game we alluded to earlier, right, Rob? Pittsburgh's minus one and a half. Sean McDermott gets fired after this game. <laughs> Book it. No, this is actually, like we talked about, it's a fun, fun game. Duck against yep. a really good defense. Josh Allen gets a really good good defense. Yep. Um, it, it, these teams are built kind of similarly where the, they, like, it's just so, such great defense and really well coached. Um, and then wonky offenses. Wonky offenses. Obviously, Josh Allen adds a, a running game in a, in a in a way that really helps that offense make mm-hmm. up for how bad a passer he is. Um, and Devin Singletary's got more juice than any of the Steelers running backs. Um, oh, it's Singletary versus Kareth White. That's true. Sure that's true. That. Good point. That's cool. Uh, but, yeah, I'm going to take the Steelers just because home, and I think their defense is the best in the league right now. Yeah, I think Devin's going to feel a little little bad for Kareth White on his second team being his back. Josh Allen's going to throw a bunch of picks. Book yeah, it. It's, it's, he gets fired. What? Really? Yeah. I'm taking the Steelers as well. And Monday Night Football, uh, Colts at Saints, New Orleans minus 9. And I said it before, and I'll say it again, no matter what the haters are saying about me. Sean Payton's really smart. Man, you get a lot of heat for that take. Uh, I'm going to take the Saints to, to cover this. The Colts are very discombobulated, very injured. The season's kind of a wash. Uh, the Andrew Luck thing really caught up to them quickly. Eh, on top of the injuries, of course. This Saints team, I mean, if they're going to be able to put up 40 against that 49ers defense, like I don't think the Colts offense can do that against the Saints defense. Hey, I uh, I get a lot of heat for this tape, but Frank Wright's a pretty good coach. He knows what he's doing with backup quarterbacks. I get a lot of shit for that one, but uh, no, I'm taking the Saints as well. I, I agree with you, Rob. All right, let's get out of here. Okay. That'll do it for some reds in heaven. I'm finishing the show now. Rob fell asleep. Uh, you can follow Rob on Twitter at RobPaulNFL. Follow me on Twitter at AGMarkese13. Uh, go to ArmchairAllAmericans.com and uh, listen to other great podcasts. And thanks for listening. Goodbye.